Hello, I'm Harriet Smith and welcome back to Dietitian Cafe, where we discuss the world of nutrition and dietetics. In this episode, I'm joined by the British Dietetic Association student representative, Molly McKenty morris Molly's in her final year studying nutrition and dietetics at the University of Chester, and she's a current BDA student rep. This is the first time we've had a student on the Dietitian Cafe podcast, and I think you'll agree it's never been a more appropriate time than now. We know that lots of our listeners are student dietitians and many of you have had your studies severely impacted by COVID. So we asked Molly to go out and speak to her fellow student dietitians and to share the realities of what it's like to currently be a student during COVID, as well as her thoughts on the future of dietetics from a student perspective. So we hope that you enjoy this episode and hello, Molly. Hi, Harriet. Thank you for having me here today. You're very welcome. My first question, and most importantly, is how are you doing at the moment? Yeah, I'm not too bad, uh, you know, considering the current circumstances. It's definitely been a difficult time for all students and everyone. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm getting on fine. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. Getting used to doing lots of these podcast episodes on Zoom, um, as I'm sure you're used to doing lots of lectures on Zoom now. Yeah, definitely. It's been a real big change, but I'm getting used to it now. It takes a while to get the hang of things, but I'm getting there. So tell us a bit about, um, first of all, what stage are you at in your studies? Where are you currently studying? Yeah, so I'm in my final year at the University of Chester. And I'm currently completing my dissertation, which is on the nutritional adequacy of a plant-based diet from a sustainability perspective. There's obviously a growing momentum around plant-based diets. So this is a really interesting field to explore. Um, I'm also about to go on my final placement at the end of May for 16 weeks which I'm really excited about um talk a bit more about this later but I unfortunately missed my previous placement in light of COVID so this is something that I've been waiting for a very long time definitely and I can't imagine how frustrating that must have been because I know from my experience of doing placements you're so um ramped up for doing it and looking forward to it and then to suddenly have that pulled away must have been really difficult yeah, definitely. We all knew where we were allocated. So it was sort of a matter of time. We'd basically finished the content of what we were, what we had been learning. And then we obviously were told that we couldn't go, which was a real shame. Um, and at that time, we were given the option to sort of volunteer for the NHS. And that was a difficult decision in itself because, you know, back in March last year when COVID had sort of come about, the, the effect obviously it's had on people's health is so severe that deciding whether to put yourself in that environment, it was a really difficult decision to make. Definitely. And did your did you yourself or many of your cohort decide to volunteer? And if so, what did that entail? Yeah, so a lot of students did. I chose not to just because I was a bit concerned about um obviously as everyone else would be, but I was concerned about my family's health and I didn't want to put myself in an environment where I thought I might be coming home. And then, you know, if I caught coronavirus, if my family caught it, it was some a risk which I, at the time I didn't want to take. However, fortunately, none of the students which I know that did volunteer caught COVID at that time, which was great. Um, but the roles are really diverse. So for some people, they were able to sort of, shadow dietitians um you know kind of work as like dietetic assistants um and some 
had more general roles of maybe helping nursing staff so it wasn't necessarily specific to dietetics but nevertheless it was a, an invaluable experience to work within the NHS during that time. And how do you feel about going into your final placement during the current circumstances? Are you apprehensive? Are you excited? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, understandably, I think a lot of people are apprehensive. Um, but I've received and every, every dietetic student will receive their COVID vaccination. So I think just knowing that puts your mind at ease. And obviously the rates are starting to decline, which is reassuring in itself as well. Um, for me, because I missed out on B placement, I'm just really excited to get out there now. And obviously because I didn't volunteer um, last summer, I kind of felt like I missed out on an opportunity to just get more familiar with um, the layout of even hospitals and what kind of professions, like what people do in different professions, because one of the major elements of dietetics is obviously working as part of an MDT. And I feel like I need to sort of, strengthen my knowledge on what different like allied healthcare professionals do as well as dietetics so I think that would have been a good experience to get in there um, but obviously when I go on placement I'll be able to hopefully well yeah it should catch up so yeah I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely and it'll be really interesting to catch up with you afterwards and to hear about what your placement entailed and whether you get experience for example working with COVID patients. Definitely yeah. Just going back to um, the impact that COVID has had on your studies, you've talked about obviously placements being put on hold or delayed. I'm wondering what effects it had on things like lectures, going into university, even living at university with your friends. And, and I know you're doing your dissertation as well. So what impact has it had on you as a final year student? Yeah, so the effect it's had has been massive, even from March last year when we initially went into lockdown. So in March last year, my group had luckily finished learning the content. Um, so it was a case of doing our exams at home, whereas a lot of people started their online learning, learning then. Um, we were given about a week or so to do the exams, which was obviously really nice. And it was open book, but it was really a real strange uh, time. And it still is now. Um Obviously, since going back in September, um, it's again been very different. So we started with blending learning, so a mix of face-to-face -face and online lectures. However, at the moment, it's all online because of the national lockdown. However, at the University of Chester, the clinical science department have been really well equipped for this um, and ensured a smooth transition to online learning for us. Uh, like, for example, we even had an online nutrition fair this year, which was quite recent, and um, and this would usually take place in person. However, obviously being online, it was it was a lot different to what experience we were hoping for and expected, but it was a brilliant experience and it enabled people from all over the world to come in and tune in, which was absolutely fantastic. Um, also, we've obviously had to adapt our learning. So we've focused a lot more on nutrition support with COVID patients. So for example, thinking about the symptoms which would impact nutritional intake and what sort of advice that we would give to patients. And obviously this is so important for us to be aware of because when we go out on placement, we will have to have this knowledge ready at hand. Definitely. And I'm really keen to hear about the nutrition fair that you mentioned. So was that um, different dietitians coming to talk to you about their roles was it companies coming to talk to you what did it entail no so what it was was all of our fa the final year students so dietetics and human nutrition students we actually 
did the online nutrition fair so what it involves is we'd be in little groups we pick a topic that is relevant to public health so for example um my group was called the gut girls and we did ours on fiber and promoting healthy microbiome again another area which is gaining momentum um and basically what it involved was educating the general public about the importance of fiber and strategies to increase fiber intake um, and this was part of our grade for our public health module. Um, and it, honestly, it was absolutely fantastic. And I've been to see the on that the nutrition fairs in person previously. And the atmosphere is is a lot different in person. It's nice to see people face to face and have a lot more interaction. And it would often involve providing, you know, food samples, um, handing out leaflets however it provided a brilliant opportunity to adapt to online learning and transition that to something that can meet a lot more people definitely and i think that's something that not just student dietitians have, have been having to do but also dietitians working from home and delivering patient consultations online for example um so during the lockdown when when you had all those changes to your studies can you talk us through what a typical day looked like for you? Yeah, so it's hard really to say what a typical day would look like, but I definitely say it was very sort of monotonous, um, kind of just logging online. So at the moment as well, like we log online for about nine, maybe do a lecture for two hours. Um, when we initially went into lockdown, obviously I'd said that we'd finished the content. So it was a case of doing exams. So it was a case of revising and for you know how many hours in the day that I wanted to revise for and then when the exams went live obviously spend the time doing them at the moment our timetable can vary week by week and in our final year we have a lot more um, independent study time to complete our dissertations and other assignments um, so for example we might have lectures on like Monday Tuesday and Thursday um, and there might be like three to four lectures a week which will last two hours it doesn't sound like much, um, but it's suitable for uh, final year, like I say, because you've got so much going on. Um, but it's also just trying to get out and break up my day and reduce sed my sedentary time as I'm finding, obviously, in light of COVID, I'm sitting down a lot more at my desk. Um, and I actually find it quite difficult to get myself away from work. I'm very much driven to get things in early and be organized and whilst that's great it can drive me nuts because I'm not getting outside and I'm not getting my physical activity in so making sure that I do have a bit of downtime and also outside of the house is really important. Yeah I can totally relate to um, being inside a lot and sitting down at a desk it, it's incredibly frustrating especially if you're busy with your work um, and I know lots of other dietitians I've spoken to are struggling with that, especially since um, being, you know, public health and being physically active is at the forefront of our minds when we're not necessarily able to practice what we preach. It's, it's very challenging. Um, what's it been like not having much interaction with your fellow student dietitians and lecturers and have the university developed any ways around that for you? Yeah, um, it's obviously been a real shame because like we're in our final year, my year. So, you know, knowing that we haven't really seen each other for a very long time is sad. This is such a big part of university being able to socialize with others. And this is something which I discuss with them about, you know, normally you might be going to um, 
sports societies and that would give you some time out of your day whereas now we can't even do that um obviously a lot of people are living alone so some students feel very isolated without the face-to-face interaction um obviously it's nice to be able to see everyone online but obviously with lectures you have the option to turn your camera on as well so not many students do so you might only be seeing the lecturer's face so when you come to group work that's a nice opportunity to sort of have a have a little chat and say oh how are you how are you doing you okay that kind of thing but if you don't set time to do that so maybe facetime your friends then you are missing out on a big part of your social life Um, and that is honestly it's so difficult and I think I can speak for everyone not just students um when I say that you know your friends are there but seeing them in person it's a lot different and being able to just chat to them about your concerns you know if you if you're on a group FaceTime with eight of your friends uh, you don't want you might not want to bring up your problems whereas if you're meeting up with them you might have a little chat with one of them and they might give you a bit of advice and you can sort of help each other along the way so I feel like it it is certainly a lot more difficult and obviously there's so many stresses at the moment about you know worrying about people's health so it might be a case of worrying about people's like your own family's health Um, I know some students they have their own families so for them obviously it's it's a difficult time for them as a university student but maybe like for being a a mum or a dad as well um so there's real layers of complexity to it and then obviously um you know feelings of being unmotivated have come quite consistent um amongst discussions um obviously relating to unsure times you know in light of Boris's announcement, we hope now that we can see, you know, a light at the end of this tunnel. But it, it can be difficult to keep up with workload when you think, well, it's not guaranteed. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel for everyone. Um, and, you know, it's, it is a case where it's not just students, not just diet, you know, the field of diet. Everyone is affected by this and we've got to reach out to one another and sort of get through it together. Definitely. And I'm wondering, has the university or the, the BDA been able to offer any any support to students during this time? Yes. So um, at the University of Chester, there is a team which deal with uh, basically when people on placement get coronavirus, um, there is a team which called the COVID response team that can provide support to students Um so for example if they have to self-isolate this could be just checking in on them and ensuring they have access to internet food and the BDA also provide ongoing support to students so that's essentially a big part of my role so if students have any concerns or queries I can liaise with various members of the BDA to provide answers to solutions or queries Um, the BDA have been running some webinars for students highlighting the many benefits of what the BDA has to offer Um, and this is to ensure that all members get the most out of their membership and there's also been um, some webinars on how to navigate pen so this is practice-based evidence and nutrition um, which is a date-based provides overviews on like topics and practice questions and also resources which can be utilized in clinical practice I'm pretty sure you've probably heard of it Harriet um but obviously for a lot of students, they might not know about these resources. So 
being more aware of them now um, is helping to support our learning and make sure that, you know, we're not at a disadvantage where we feel like we aren't able to sort of enhance our knowledge in the same way as if we were attending university. Yeah, absolutely. And, and obviously there have been lots of disappointments over the past year, which you've highlighted in today's episode. But I'm wondering, have there been any benefits or any silver linings to the changes that student dietitians have been experiencing? Yeah, so obviously um, I mentioned earlier about we've been doing like online consultations with it's with our peers. So, for example, with the coronavirus example, um, so this has been great because obviously when we go on placement, this may be a reality. We might be holding consultations online or over the phone. So we've had plenty of practice with this to make sure that this is something that isn't new and we feel comfortable doing it and we are able to sort of meet all competencies and sort of just check those boxes off. So making sure, you know, we introduce ourselves, we ask for consent, all the essentials that you know, it might seem obvious to do, but you need sort of just a little bit of practice to get familiar with the sort of the format of consultations. Um, I've really enjoyed it and I find it extremely valuable. Um, we've had both experiences with telephone and the phone and you can see how you have to adapt your consultations appropriately. So it's really helps to become familiar with this. Um, and obviously we use, um, we use Teams um, to do the lectures so they get recorded so if you miss them for whatever reason um or you want to go back over something you can watch them at a later date and download the recording onto your laptop so that's an advantage because obviously when you go to university you don't we at the university of chester we'd never had that opportunity before so say for example you had to miss a lecture because of a doctor's appointment you'd think i've got to get notes off other people but i personally will make a note of absolutely everything whereas some people might be a bit more strategic and probably a bit more clever about how they do it um whereas I'm kind of like oh well everything's important I need to write everything down so it kind of reduces anxiety in that sense um and then obviously again open book exams that's helped with stress and having longer time to do them um that's definitely been a silver lining for most of us um and it's just yeah it's just helpful because I think a lot of the stress which comes about from being a student is over like exams and presentations. So for example, we've got um, a presentation coming up. um, I say presentation, it's like an exam um, coming up in a few months. And it was initially scheduled to be online. So it would be a case of doing a case study and then presenting it to our lecturers and justifying our care plans. However, now it's been changed so that we get given it the day before. We obviously do our care plans. um, And then the following day, we will meet over teams and present back our care plan. So that just helps so much with stress. And I think like a lot of people might perform better under stress. But for me, I, I can say that just stress doesn't do me any good. So it's nice to know that the university or particularly, you know, clinical science department, they are taking into consideration the our current, uh, obviously the current situation, but also how we are feeling as students um, and as individuals. And I think they really are sympathising with us, which is really nice. Yeah, that's great to hear. I know when I was at King's, a lot of our lectures were recorded and put onto an online platform and, Perhaps we really took it for granted, but from what you said, that's an invaluable tool for when you want to go back and, you know, revise and 
um, go back to your notes. So let's talk more about your role as the current BDA student rep. For people listening who are not familiar with what this is, can you explain a bit more about what your role entails? Yeah, so the role is extremely diverse. As a BDA student rep, I'm the representative voice for all students on the board of directors. So these board of directors meetings will take place every few months and we'll discuss a real vast range of areas. Um, And where I feel that a student perspective would be of benefit I will then share such ideas. So this could include thoughts regarding future planning for the BDA with respect to membership. Um, And obviously it it feels really weird because obviously I want to share opinions that are, you know, shared amongst the the student community. Um, And, you know, ahead of this podcast, I spoke to other students, whereas in this kind of meeting, you don't know what exactly might, be brought up we do get given out sort of a plan for the agenda for the meeting um but there's not really enough detail to ask students and also obviously with regards to things like confidentiality with a range of um areas it's probably best not to um so i have to really think about how students may feel um about certain areas and also just ask questions so for example i asked in the recent meeting about are all students, dietetic students, expected to get vaccinations for coronavirus? And the answer was yes. So then for obviously students who are concerned, I can say, well, I've spoken to the BDA and this is, you know, something that can be guaranteed um, and put students' minds at ease, which is really great. Um, Another various roles which I've had. So um, I've been, obviously I've mentioned the student events that the BDA provide. So I've been a panelist on these, which take place several dates throughout the year. Um, and again, this was highlighting the benefits to members. Um, that's really nice because it gives me a chance to sort of introduce myself to the dietetic student community whilst I can't see their faces they can see mine so I guess it's good because they can sort of get to know me a little bit and if they feel um you know they need to contact me for anything I hope that they would you know I am contacted regularly by other students who require assistance and this might be navigating the BDA maybe even just having problems with logging into the website um but also sharing information so um Uh, For example, um, I've recently shared a questionnaire about why students choose to become allied healthcare professionals, which has been um, set up by Health Education England. Um, And this is to sort of prepare or to gain an insight into why, obviously why students do become AHPs, but um, for the future as well. So kind of trying to um, promote the workforce in future generations and know what is effective at, you know, promoting people to go into those professions in the first place. Um, and then obviously various other opportunities have come about. So, you know, being here today on this podcast um, and I've been a panelist at the National Health Careers Conference. Um, and then last week, I also provided a presentation to nutri- nutrition students from the University of Leeds as to why dietetics is such a fantastic career to go into. And that seems really weird because usually I'll, I'll be the student sat in lectures and the BDA would come in and say to me, you know, this is what dietetics is all about. This is what the BDA offers. And to be sort of the person that does that now, it seems a bit strange, but it's an absolute honour. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it takes me back about five or six years ago when I was also the BDA student rep. And it was just a fantastic opportunity. And I would, I, I'm sure you'll agree, Molly, I'd encourage any student dietitians listening that are interested in applying to definitely um, look into applying for, for next year, obviously, once your position comes to an end, Molly. Um, so prior to recording today's podcast, we asked you to go and have a chat with your fellow student dietitians through your capacity as a BDA student rep. I'm just wondering what the general feeling or consensus is amongst other student dietitians out there right now in light of the, the current situation. Yeah, I think generally um, students feel very uncertain about what the future holds. And um, Alex said before, lack of motivation is very apparent. However, you know, students are doing amazingly well. Um, and if anything, it'll make us more resilient and versatile one of the main concerns which highlighted was sort of being safe to practice once we graduate and beginning our first ever band five position due to missing out on placements. Um, the only thing I would have to say to that is, you know, we're all aware it's our professional responsibility um, to practice within our scope of knowledge. So just being able to be honest with employers, I think is really important. And obviously when we go out on placement, um, placement providers will be aware of this so hopefully they will be able will they will they'll support us every step of the way so it's kind of just trying to remind students that you know the situation we are in is very difficult but everyone is aware of what is going on and there are um, strategies in place to make sure that we are not at a disadvantage and thinking ahead to the future what do you think it's going to look like for the next generation of dietitians yeah so um the bda is striving to create a more diverse workforce and i think this is an incredibly exciting time of course at the moment with the ongoing pandemic students have, to, have had to be extremely versatile now more than ever so i believe the future is going to be extremely exciting and um, i expect that a lot more consultations will take place online for the near future and hopefully this will be advantageous to, you know, increase attendance rates. So I think actually you've just got to turn it into a positive and see the opportunity which which lies within. Definitely. And, and from a student dietitian perspective, um, I'm just curious to talk to you briefly about social media as well. We've had a couple of questions um, that some of our listeners would like us to put to you. So do you think it's important for student dietitians to have a presence on social media and if so why totally yeah um i think there's not enough awareness of the dietetic profession and there's too many misconceptions about what dietitians actually do um i've found having my own social media enables me to keep up to date with doing like continuous professional development so obviously this is essential to keeping our knowledge up to date to ensure safe practice and this might just be um from maybe using Instagram and seeing other people's posts on a specific topic. And it just might spark a bit of interest in an area where I think, you know what, I need to sort of improve my knowledge on that. And that post has helped me, but I'm now going to go away and do a bit more reading. Um, it also, you know, helps student dietitians and, you know, dietitians to connect with one another. Um, in that way, students can gain further insight into these particular areas of interest and ask those questions, which, you know, we might have been able to ask on placement, but we haven't been able to. Um, so I think the fact that there are registered dietitians out there on social media, it's so invaluable to us as dietetic students to learn from them. 
And I imagine that social media has played an important role um, for your role as BDA student rep, especially over the last year, would you say? Yeah, definitely. I think it's just being able to communicate with students. Obviously, at at the moment, I can't see anyone normally would be able to go to universities and deliver these BDA uh, talks. So it's an opportunity to speak to people. Um, even before I became student rep, um, I was meeting with students over, say, Zoom, for example, and just chatting about specific areas, just getting to know them um, because I just identified that at that time, you know, not being able to go into university was very difficult for us all. So I wanted to sort of have like a bit of like a Zoom coffee morning for students to pop in. And it was just a case for us to get to know one another. Um, And I think social media, you know, obviously if you don't use it correctly, it has its downfalls, but at the same time, it has so many benefits to reach so many people out there and be able to, you know, point out harmful information that is being broadcast across various platforms and obviously various different skills. So like, for example, um, if you see a post um, that might, for example, be on detox teas and, you know, it might be produced by a dietetic student and they'll say you know that detox teas are not needed and the liver works to detox you know the blood that kind of thing um and it'll help not just the dietetic community it'll help the general population so i think one of the things about dietetics is you have to develop your critical appraisal skills but then obviously this is something which i think needs to be instilled into our patients as well so don't just believe everything out there that you read online. Yeah, and I know you've been doing a huge amount of work on social media to debunk some of these myths and also to support your fellow student dietitians. Um, just as we come to an end of the podcast, I wanted to ask if you had any advice for other student dietitians who might be a bit concerned, worried, um, or need some support during these current times. Where can they go to to get that support with their studies? Yeah, so I definitely say, obviously, I'm here for you to all reach out to so you can contact me on the BDA student email um, and we'll, we can link that, you know, in the notes. Um, also, making sure that you contact your university if you are struggling. They are here to, there to support you at the end of the day. Um, university of Chester are well equipped for this, so I'm pretty sure that every university should have you know a support sort of um support in place that you know students can utilize and you know i think now more than ever lecturers are more understanding of what we are all going through so if you need an extension you know don't don't think it's not possible just if you have any concerns just always you know raise it with someone it's always best to speak to someone about your concerns um I have it all the time where like whilst doing my dissertation, I'll be concerned about a specific something that I want to progress on. And I might not be sure what avenue to go down. And I could spend a whole day getting myself upset and worked up about what I'm going to do, how I'm going to go about it. And then all I need to do is contact my supervisor. I'll speak to him for maybe half an hour and everything's fine after that. So just remember that, people are out there and you're not alone you don't have to do this on your own 
I think that's really reassuring advice for, for a lot of our student listeners to hear, Molly. And we will link to your email and also to your social media handles so that people can get in touch with you if they'd like to speak to you further. Um, just quickly, any advice to fellow student dietitians who are interested in applying to become the next BDA student rep? Yeah, I definitely say go for it. Um, honestly, I'm not one of those people who is naturally confident. Um, as the years of studying dietetics have progressed, I've found myself growing in confidence and it's come to my intention how important um, it is to have those fundamental communication skills. Um, obviously, it's important to have the knowledge which underpins your practice. But, you know, in order to implement successful care plans, we must be able to communicate with our patients clearly um, and in a way which is suitable for them. Um, so being student rep has helped me with this massively. And like I've said, so many opportunities have come out of being BDA student rep. And I'm honestly so grateful and so fortunate to be in the position that I am now. And I just want, want to thank all the students who, you know, voted for me as BDA student rep. I never expected to even get the position. Um, so honestly, go for it it will enhance your cv you'll get so many opportunities out of it and so many skills um which are invaluable in your journey to becoming a dietitian and what do you know when the applications open it's in the summertime i think isn't it yeah so i think i can't be certain but i think it's around august maybe maybe a little bit earlier um i'm i'm pretty sure i started around end of august start of september but i definitely say just keep an eye on platforms because it is you know it's put on the bda website and will circulate it across all social media platforms as well great thanks for sharing that just my final question to you molly in terms of your future as a dietitian where do you hope to go and what are your professional aspirations for the future yeah so um, I'm hoping to start my first ever band five position by the end of this year or even around January time. Um, I would absolutely love a job in paediatrics one day. I found that's an area which I've sort of grown a bit of a passion with. Um, I have missed out on my second placement, so I'm still not sure whether my preference is within community or acute. Um, so hopefully my final placement will provide me with more of an idea. Um, but yeah, I'm just really looking forward to it, you know, with experience, my um, interests might change, they might grow. Um, and I think that's what's so great about dietetics. It's such a diverse profession and you can have experience in such a vast range of areas. Um, so yeah, I'm just looking forward to the future. Well, we wish you all the best for the next year with your um, ending of your dietetic degree. And I think this episode is, was really positive and reassuring for our listeners. And we'd like to thank you for your time today, Molly. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in. Our next episode of Dietitian Cafe will be coming soon. Thank you very much, Harriet.